Hi, I'm your host, Glenn Johnston, and welcome to Procurement Matters, the podcast series of the New South Wales branch of the Chartered Institute of Procurement and Supply, commonly known as SIPS. In this podcast series, we'll talk to procurement people of interest, ranging from those just starting their career journey through to seasoned leaders. We'll get some insights into what they are doing, what they love about procurement, and a little bit of insight into their personality. It's real procurement people talking with real procurement people. In this podcast, we'll be talking with Gareth Williams, Contract Delivery Manager at Sydney Trains. Hi Gareth, welcome to Procurement Matters, the podcast that talks to real procurement people. Hi Glenn, great to be here um, in person. I don't come out, you know, work from home quite a bit these days and uh, great to see you in 3D. Good on you, thanks Gareth. Yeah, it's something we're coming to get uh, more used to now is actually uh, face-to-face meetings. So um, now welcome to, uh, to this podcast. All right, mate, let's uh, make a, a start. Um, so my standard question I always like to uh, start off with is, um, who are you? So, yeah, Gareth, I'm in my early 30s. I grew up in southwestern Sydney in Campbelltown with mum and dad and a younger brother and a younger sister. I'm recently married, um, honeymoon coming up at the end of this month. Uh, we originally wanted to go to Europe, but that sort of got foiled by, by COVID, but um, we're going to be travelling within Australia, which is great. Um, one fun fact about me, um, I've refereed soccer for, for 20 years now, my 20th season. I used to be at a decent level within New South Wales and Australia, but now I'm back at the grassroots level in MacArthur, and I've been the secretary now for about two and a half years, so that gives me more involvement there. Oh, good on you. So we've got a whistleblower. Well, we do. <laughs> <laughs> no, good on you. That's always good to get uh, involved in uh, certainly community-level um, sports, um, and always yeah, giving back, it's, it's always uh, nice. And, and those sports don't survive yeah, without the volunteer uh, network. It's um, quite phenomenal when you scratch the surface and you realise just how many people do give up their, their time to make those um, community sport uh, events happen. That's it. Mate, well done. All right, um, what's your, your favourite book? Okay, so funnily enough, I don't read fiction books at all. Good. Um, I read lots of government, rail and procurement related resources such as newsletters but also I have studied um, quite a bit the last few years in procurement related but I'm always reading what's, what's the newest uh, and latest goss in the, in the procurement industry with the, you know, the SIPS newsletters and stuff that come out so um, yeah, non-fiction is my, my area. Alright, good to see someone keeps up with all the other technical uh, journals that they're not written, uh, <laughs> written in, in, in waste, uh, good to see. Um, What's your, your favourite movie genre? Okay, so um, action films is my go, so I'm a big James Bond fan. Um, eagerly awaiting the October release later this year. It's been delayed a few times due to COVID, but looking forward to that. But also the Mission Impossible and the Bourne series. But um, a couple of series that um, my wife and I have watched together, um, The Office, The Amazing Race, The Blacklist and Vikings. They're sort of things that we've, that we've watched together and still watching today. So mm-hmm. a mix of genres. Okay, but mostly action. Uh, mostly based. action, yeah, and drama, but The Amazing Race, um, yeah, we love that. <laughs> Travel. Would you ever be a contestant? I tried probably 10 years ago with one of my friends, but um, oh, it's incredibly hard to get onto these days. Yeah. Um, I don't really meet any of the diversity criteria, which is what they're looking for. Yeah, uh, understandable. All right, mate, um, tell us about your, your past 10 years. You know, where where's, has that gone and... Um, 
how have you ended up in your current role? Okay, so as uh, one of my colleagues, Sarah Collins, on the committee would say, procurement found me. So funnily enough, I started my uh, career straight out of high school, went to university, but it really wasn't for me. Um, I became an automotive electrician. I finished that apprenticeship. Then I moved to working on police vehicles. Uh, the New South Wales Police Force outsourced that, that service to a supplier, so I worked for them for a few months. Then I moved to the customer side, being the New South Wales Police Force themselves as a quality assurance and contracts administrator. Uh, took a short career break, a break to backpack around Europe. Uh, this trip gave me the travel bug that I have today. I then applied for a cadet role, New South Wales Department of Education. Um, and then, you know, I didn't quite know what the role was. I knew it was a cadet project role, but then I worked, uh, found out it was in their procurement unit. And um, then I learnt my craft, everything I know today, uh, the real foundational stuff there. Then I moved to the former Department of Justice in a Greenfields procurement team um, set up. And then that, in that 12 to 15 months that I was there, I learned a lot in a short amount of time. It was a fragmented and relatively new department with the merger of multiple a agencies and lots of opportunity for positive procurement influence. Um, I've now been at Sydney Trains for about three and a half years um, in a commercial and supply chain section of engineering maintenance. So um, we have a contracts, commercial and supply chain function embedded within a business unit. Um, I lead and direct my portfolio of 12 contracts, uh, track maintenance services and track in inventory supply. Um, I really enjoy the contracts and commercial and supplier relationship management side. It's where the rubber really hits the road and the value can be made or lost. So, um, yeah, last three and a half years has been on the contrast commercial side, really loving it. Oh, good on you. It's good to see that you sort of started with a, a, a trade and then went into a, another um, profession, even though we think uh, uh, procurement is a trade as well. So you, you sort of follow that path, but um, always about delivery. Yeah, I, I look, uh, really close with the business units now. Um, you know, prior to COVID, I, I, I lived in a, in a warehouse, essentially. That was where I was locating every day. And just across the, the car park was our, you know, corporate office for the whole of engineering maintenance. Um, Co-locating your business unit is so important. Yeah. You, you, got, that's what we get out of bed for our customer. If we're not meeting their expectations, then we're a little bit redundant. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely vital, yeah, to be close. Mate, this is a, a, a two-part question. So. What are you um, passionate about, um, both professionally and personally? So personally, I'd say travel. Uh, not much of that happening at the moment, but um, I've gone to about 36 countries in Europe and probably low 40s around the world. Um, unfortunately, not much of that happening at the moment, um, but that, that is a big uh, passion of mine. And then professionally, I'd say continuing professional development. So. You know, you need to be always learning, or I, I, I enjoy it, always learning, whether it be the procurement subject matter or whether it be the subject matter of the business unit that you're supporting. You know, obviously being here in rail, um, rail is a big thing of that, but then my portfolio is specifically in the track space. Um, so learning a lot about that, that's what I'm really passionate about. Okay. But, um, so you visited nearly 40 countries. That's, um, that's amazing for, for someone who's um, quite young. You must have done a lot of... Uh, Backpacking and travelling in your, your your very youth, your yeah. very young side. Oh, I um, I actually started quite late. Uh, I started at twenty four was my first big trip. Okay. I actually didn't go out of Australia until I was nearly twenty four. But uh, the first big trip really gave me the bug for it. Um, you know the old Kentucky tour that everybody starts with started there, but you know I've evolved onto the old top deck tours, <laughs> and now that you know I'm married now, um, it's the uh, 
uh, Jew Adventures and Intrepid. So it's, it's the evolution of your life. But yeah, been to Europe um, four times. Um, each three of them were about 10 or 11 weeks each and the, the fourth one was about three weeks. So a lot yeah. of time. Are you making plans uh, for your next one once uh, all the uh, restrictions get moved? Uh, so the honeymoon was planned to be in Europe. Um, there's always uh, negotiations that happen in the household about where we're going because I, I want to go to the places I haven't been, but um, my wife hasn't been to all the other places that I have been. So there's always that you know, negotiation. But yeah. with coronavirus coming in last year, we sort of, those plans went out the window about August last year. We came to that realisation it's just not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, mate. Um, so what's your, your ideal or dream job? And uh, of course, you can't say what you're doing now, even though you may love doing what you're oh, I love what I'm doing, but yeah, as growing up, I thought a commercial airline pilot would be pretty cool. Um, but there was also a period of time where I really wanted to join um, the police. But yep. um, working at the New South Wales Police Force, but then a number of friends um, that were police officers uh, worked out that probably wasn't the thing for me. And, you know... I've been so fortunate that I've uh, procurement found me around the same time. <laughs> to use that much uh, lauded uh, saying, yeah, no, well done. Um, so what's the, uh, the best and worst part of your current job? Okay, so being in government, you definitely need to take your public sector pills sometimes. <laughs> Things don't move at the speed you always want them. Yeah. But stakeholder alignment is the most challenging part of the role. Uh, managing supplies is often the easiest part. That said, there's a lot of complexity in decision-making that may not be immediately apparent to outside parties and it really needs to be appreciated and respected. Um, I know sometimes when I get frustrated, I, actually, I do understand and can see the complexities that the, the, the higher delegates need to contend with for that. So it's um, becoming more politically uh, mature and aware in the workplace um, is really valuable. It's frustrating, but, it, you know understand the decision-making process um, yeah it's challenging and um, yeah, frustrating at times but funnily enough the best thing is also is working with stakeholders so my success is dependent upon their success I take a lot of pride out of improving situations for my internal customers there's often a rough road to improvement but nothing worthwhile is easy I do feel a strong sense of connection between my role and keeping the wheels of Sydney turning every day yeah, no, no, good answer. And just to touch on your, your point there about um, yeah, the public sector pills. Um, I, I'm in public sector as well, and, uh, and one of our previous um, uh, podcast interviewees, uh, Sarah, is also in the, uh, the public sector. It's something which I guess um, you have to counter the downside with the upside, and, and, and you touched on the upside there is um, you know, about uh, outcomes. Um, yeah. One of the ones I always reflect on is um, our, our scale of, of, of how we can affect in our situation in transport, yeah, every single citizen, every single day yep. comes into our network, uh, whether they know it or not. Um, so you've got that, which is an upside, is is the you know the massive touch and, and reach, yeah, and connection, um, and also the scale. Um, yeah, we we are literally spending you know, billions of dollars, uh, and we don't have um, stakeholders who, who care about um, profit as one of our drivers. It's it's about doing the greater good. Uh, and being part of that. So I guess they're, they're the upsides uh, or the upselling side of um, public sector. And when you have a tough day, the, the, look, the, the positives always outweigh the negatives. So you, yeah. one day you might feel it, it's been a frustrating day, but 
overall, it's a it's a rewarding experience. Yeah, no, absolutely. In, in your opinion, what are the uh, the most uh, important attributes of leadership? So, being authentic and genuine, just being yourself. Um, I've been I've worked in workplaces where I didn't feel I could be myself, but I've seen this big shift in the last few years where being yourself is respected and valued. This is even more so in the last 12 months with all of us working from home and virtually working in each other's homes. You, you, you're mm. sort of you're learning more about them and, and the real them with their you know, friends, family, their pets, everything yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, to me, that's, that's really been a valuable piece. We learn more about each other and just being yourself. Um, leading by example, uh, displaying the right behaviours and values. Um, you know, it goes without saying. Um, work ethic, um, hard work earns respect in the long term, you know. Uh, and focus and alignment to the strategy and goal. Um, I know I'm guilty, and I think we all are, of getting caught up in the day-to-day firefighting, um, which is what our customers need every day, but keeping a laser-light focus on the longer term and higher-level vision and objectives is, is so important. Um, you know, we're not just doing the doing because we did it yesterday. We've just got to remain focused on the, the bigger picture. And sometimes it is hard, but that's what we've got to do. Yeah, there's obviously uh, daily frustrations and interruptions and, and distractions, but yeah, if you keep your um, your eye on the, the longer view um, or, or the longer outcome, yeah, I guess that can be a motivating uh, factor. Uh, very good. Now, do you have any uh, role models or, or mentors? So I wouldn't say I've got a formal or regular mentor, but I would say there's one person that plays that role in my career. Um, I probably speak to them once every 12 months, you know, nothing regular, but I'd say that I've got one sort of professional mentor and then I've got a number of other people I refer to as trusted advisors people I reach out for a chat every couple of months and and there's you know one of those you know circle of advisors is I might reach out to because they might have encountered that before and sort of go how, how, how have you addressed this or how do you suggest you know just as a sounding board so I've got those yeah. but then there's obviously the people I've met over the years a, a role model for the opposite reason and I make sure I don't display those behaviors so I've got a mix I guess. Yeah, no, and that's a good perspective to have. Uh, you can you can often see the good in people, but it's important to pick up the uh, the, the negatives or the bad uh, behaviour, which you don't want to be uh, portraying. So no, it's a very mature sort of out- outlook. Um, what's the future of procurement, or yeah, the next big thing to affect or, or disrupt what we do? So I'm a bit of a tech guy, so I, I enjoy technology systems and data. Um, you know, I don't work in an IT-related role, but you know, I, I really love technology systems and all the data that comes from it. So I, I try and leverage these uh, IT systems to systems and processes to manage my BAU work and create a leaner end-to-end system. A lot of people talk about buzzwords such as AI and blockchain, and you know, some of our analytics platforms are only just starting to dip into AI. So you know. Um, I'm more into the basics of day-to-day delivery. Look, I need to be, you know, strategic and and keep looking ahead. Um, I'm focused on on doing the best today, getting the basics right. That's what people want. They want strategic outcomes, but think practically. You know, not mm. um, uh, you know, big high in the sky type stuff. You know. Yeah. And I guess in your your role of a contract manager, it, it, it's about the delivery on or the de- delivery outcome um, that that's really important. Whilst you can have a category management plan, it's about tactically what do you deliver and, and what are the outcomes of, of that set piece. Um, so yeah, you can't you can't lose focus on that. Otherwise, you you diminish your value uh, to your stakeholder. Uh, they like the big uh, vision, uh, but they also want the delivery. That's yeah. it. Both both sides. But things like blockchain, I'll be honest, I don't fully understand it, and I, I don't think a lot of people do. They like using the big buzzwords, but yeah. 
Yeah, no, I agree. I think there's a, there's a lot of buzz around it. Um, but it's, it's one of those things which will, um, I guess, over time will, will sort itself out. But um, what advice uh, would you have for people entering into a career in procurement? So um, I entered procurement, or procurement found me, you know, about seven or so years ago. And, I, I, you know, I've tried to encourage a few people coming into procurement. And, you know, so sort of the advice I give them is just soak up every opportunity you get, co-locate with the business unit, keep asking questions, invest in yourself, it'll pay dividends, and work hard and the opportunities will come to you. No, good, good advice. Um, well, well done. And, and finally, where will you be in five years' time? Okay, so there's pros and cons, but I actually haven't managed a team before. I've, I've, I've never had staff reporting to me, so I'm sure in five years that would have changed. Um, I'll probably be somewhere in the New South Wales government transport cluster, somewhere, maybe not in Sydney trains, but somewhere. But if I'm not in the transport cluster, I'll definitely still be in the rail industry. I'm really enjoying the opportunity and the, and the subject matter at the moment. I mean, who doesn't like trains, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> They're so important. But that, it's a good point you, you talk about there. It's, you know, to be a well-rounded leader, um, you know, it, it's important to have you know, teams to, to lead. Um, I mean, that enviable position now where I actually don't have anyone to, to manage or, or lead. Um, but having had large teams before, it's, it's quite, uh, quite comforting not to have people at the moment. But I do understand that you know, in order for you to grow and you know, get more experience, you, you do need that leadership um, and, and hands-on responsibility of looking after a team and about their care. Mate, well done. It's, it's been a, um, a great uh, discussion. Um, Gareth, I want to thank you for, for sharing part of your life with us and offering some valuable insights. No worries. It was great to be here and um, look, look forward to speaking again soon. Good on you. Thanks, Gareth. No Bye worries. Bye for now. Yeah.